Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by yours truly, Brad Biggs, Jonathan Grissom, More Bands Media, and 13th Step Tone Solutions. How you doing, man? I'm good. Good to be in today. The sun actually came out today. That's always nice. Uh, if you're out there, we're always open to sponsorships. Uh, if you're out there, if you're a business owner, if you're involved in the local music scene of any kind and you want to maybe... Uh, Get in on this ride, and, and uh, let's see if we can start a little network here and go from there. Uh, reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook. You can get a hold of either me and Jonathan uh, somehow on, on either one of those platforms pretty easily. Um, anyway, on with the goddamn show, right? Uh, we got Cage with Sativa Profits in with us today. What's up, everybody? What is going on? Happy to be here, man. Hey, happy, man, happy it's good to, to have. I've been we we uh we we didn't get a chance to meet formally at the gig, but uh we crossed paths at the OK Culture Lounge, the gig the yes. Sativa Profits played. You guys rocked the fucking house on that. That was, that was a, a lot of fun. Awesome it's, time. It's always fun performing with those guys. Uh. The stage energy is just, you know, kind of contagious yeah. between everybody. Uh, and the energy is just kind of unmatched when it comes to onstage presence. That's yeah. why I, I love doing it. And uh, down to even the first time I ever played with those guys, it was at Brew House at Nora Music Fest, I think like 2019, uh, due to our old two-year miss a gap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, 2019 is Brew House packed out completely i've never really played i maybe have played like three songs with them uh on different sets but not a not a profit set so it was a lot of fun i mean that show went so smooth it was one of the craziest times (laughs) i was doing a guitar solo at the bar and i had three chicks dancing on me and one is pouring different shots down my throat while i'm playing that's that's i'm playing to uh huck song typhoon (laughs) so you know it's got them going yeah a lot of distractions going on there (laughs) oh yeah it was crazy i know somebody has footage of it and i need to i I remember specifically seeing a guy with his phone out and i'm like i need to get that phone (laughs) that's the mark of a true professional right there it was a lot of fun you're able to rip a guitar solo with all that going on you're 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 there buddy it was great it was great i can't lie i was like all right I can get down with this. Well, you're right, man. When, when we when we went there, it was uh, we set up inside, and and for anybody listening, the culture lounge is kind of like a two part thing. They got an indoor with the the pot shop, the medical marijuana, uh, and outdoors uh-huh. they have a, a patio. It's huge, but it's enclosed with no roof. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And uh, yeah, as far as all that goes, it was just sort of a y'all set up in the middle of this thing yeah. and and just jammed it. It was awesome, man. I I, I would really like to see that be like an annual thing. If well, if, it, uh, it normally was too. Uh, we, that was the first time he had ever done it there because oh. Mars is the one that primarily puts it together quite a bit. And uh, normally it's at Speakeasy, and then this year we didn't do it there, and so we had it at the culture, the OK Culture Lounge, and it worked out great. Yeah. You know those cabanas and stuff they have, like the little dipping corners, yeah, yeah. super tight. And you know having the stage kind of omnidirectional uh, 
were able to have a lot of fun. Jumped over the fire pit. That was fun. <laughs> but, you know, I got to do some crazy. If you ever see me perform, that's how I like to do it. That's why I, performing with those guys is kind of so natural because it's like we're all kind of willing to go the extra mile of entertainment to get there. Man, so. I, actually, I think, uh, yeah, you can go over to our Instagram page. We got some clips, I think. Yeah, we have uh, we have clips on Instagram, and we also have them all put together in like a little uh, thing that has the little interview that we did with Huck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have that on our um, YouTube page, so it has all the video and stuff. That was awesome. Man. It's shitty. It's you know our cell phones, but I mean you you get a you get a sense of what was oh, happening. Yeah. It's a it's a oh, hell of yeah. a good time. So uh, where 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 did all this kind of come from as far as, as as a musician? I mean, what where did you start? You know, getting your getting your wings so, or whatever. Yeah, I've been uh, as far as music goes. Probably let's see, probably since I was like seven or eight, I've had an instrument. In my hands. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, I started really classical style more so. Like, I played a little bit of violin, played a little bit of viola. Didn't like that that much. Not saying I don't like the instrument. The instruments are awesome. Uh, but for me, and then I ended up gravitating towards a cello, of all things. Uh, cello was a lot of fun. Don't know how to play it now. I'd have to definitely get another one and kind of relearn the steps. But I've, I've, I went through a lot of... Uh, genre changes growing up where I would only listen to a specific genre for kind of like a phase of time. You know, I used to listen to like blues and smooth jazz when I'd go to sleep as a, as a kid. And then eventually kind of got into like a little bit of like the lighter rock, even, even like the pop punk ish kind of music for a little bit. Uh, And then eventually, you know, that led me to a guitar and, but it got heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier <laughs> as the more I played guitar as it does the heavier yeah as it does so you know it really yeah it went from <laughs> you know yeah it went from like light 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 rock and roll to Metallica a little bit of Avenged Sevenfold uh because I was just getting all this guitar inspiration from them because I got I mean Metallica's got some of the coolest riffs to exist uh and so when I did that and then eventually went to death metal. And then that's when I started listening to like Suicide Silence, Devil Wears Prada, uh, Bring Me to the Horizon. And that has a huge, all those years of accumulating all that different taste. And of course, hip hop was in there. It actually came after the metal phase. I stopped listening to it and I really listened to hip hop primarily. Uh, hip hop and metal kind of ruined each other there in the early 2000s for a few years. When you say ruined, what do you mean? Like, I mean, uh, it just. Anything, if it was because they 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 associated so closely and it it got to be kind of plasticky. Like, oh, I hear you. The bands at you. the beginning that are they're, they're still around, corn and uh-huh. the, you know uh-huh. they mix those two elements. But then it's like it became so big. It, it they just signed any artist that was mixing rap could, and metal together. And it's I can hear like, you. Ah. Well, yeah. Now I don't even like and like. Yeah, and that kind of style too. With those I don't even like that. Like anytime people ask me like what my style is, even though I'll, I'll try to give them like an idea of the project, I'm kind of like, I don't say rock rap ever, <laughs> ever, <laughs> ever. It's the worst. I know exactly what pops into people's head the moment I say that. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, it's hip hop with guitar elements and tones. Like there's, you know, but I like, I have a little bit of like a Rage Against the Machines tones in there. Like on this last EP, for example, it's very aggressive up front. Uh, big tones, but still hard hitting 808s, very trap feel. 
But like metal and trap music especially go hand in hand. I don't think people, not everybody notices that. It's like if you take a hi-hat rhythm on a trap song, and you take the hi-hat pattern and you switch it to play what a kick does on a metal. Yeah. The same exact pattern. Snare on the three. And it gives you that trap bounce. And that's why when you hear a metal breakdown, it's like, dig it up, dig it up, dig it up, dig it up. And it's just... Da, 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 on the on the kicks, you realize oh, it's the same rhythm. It's just instrument or like the what the tone that's being is just switched. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, oh, it's very easy to actually implement metal breakdowns and trap. Because I was when I was 15, I was a death metal vocalist in a band called uh, Path of Destruction. Oh man, we were just I was just hey ye- man, dude, <laughs> dude. Oh my goodness, yeah. And then we didn't even realize we're like, oh yeah, that makes POD as the acronym, doesn't it? We we're like, gosh dang it. Uh, <laughs> we we're like, oh, we are, we are the ones who came up with that name. Shit. Uh, it was womp, womp, it was womp. a lot of fun though, man. I just liked you know I was just a little kid filled with rage, ready to yell at people. Yeah. And, you know, I use that skill in the blood, you know, and that came about. That was hilarious. We were in the studio and uh, one of our other engineers uh, at Castle Row, he uh, he does metal. He's super talented, plays a bunch of guitar. His name's Kenneth. And he I knew he liked metal and I did it as like kind of a gimmick on the thing. He's like, oh, we should try that. And I was like, really? And I was like, all right, let's let's do some growls and yells on here. And it actually makes the song like it makes the whole transition that much punchier that much crazier and i get a lot of people that hit me up they're like you went from rap to rock to metal to opera to rap and it worked <laughs> <laughs> i was like cool that's, that's the I, yeah cool right there, right yeah. there i was like sweet like i like because it's it's there's there's times i've heard music that tries and just doesn't always hit that mark of like it's genre blending so it is a risk, even as an artist. You're like, all right, how many transitions am I going to pop off in this thing? Uh, but I love it. I, I just like to. That's the kind of music I like to make. I like to take all the years of sound. Uh, well, uh, I will say that uh, we were listening to the songs when you were coming in, and, and um, you're you're right. It, it does shift gears, and it, it, it there's a lot of influences in there. That it, but it does work. There, there's a lot of bands or a lot of periods of time through music that have tried to mix these things and done it not so oh yeah not so well oh yeah we're just Um, it's it's a risky line between like cool and corny it's just it's it's (laughs) it's a risky line that you you play anytime you go that route so i was happy when people hit me up and i was like cool it doesn't come off uh is the ep is available now correct yes yeah it is yeah and then i'm probably looking to drop something else before the end of the year and get some stuff out in January, kind of get some more content out for uh, next summer. Really, really trying to plan for that. Tours or something. Maybe. I don't know. Just depends on how the world goes, kind of. Man, I play everything by ear right now. Th- that is, uh, yeah, same. When we were when we started this, it was in the middle of COVID, and part of the reason we started it was, you know, artists were there was nobody was really working so it was easy to get people to come in i and, hear that and, and and more and more and i'm happy to see it. i'm happy that that gigs are happening yeah and yeah. people are are out there and, and wanting to see some live music one thing i don't like though is everything went to being a festival 
like pretty quickly. It, once they opened up, it seems like everything is a festival, and it's a seven hundred dollars for five yeah. days of sitting yeah. in the mud. And he, he did he did a, a louder than life louder than life festival. Yeah, and it yeah. was a three day or that was nuts. Woo. There was over a hundred and like one hundred fifty two hundred thousand people out there. Gosh, I just I can't. I just, I and I, and I actually those. pushed my way all the way to the pit in Oof, the front, right let's in go. the front. And I and I also got to watch uh, Machine Gun Kelly get punched by a fan, which was beautiful. Whoa! <laughs> made my whole day. That's crazy. <laughs> you do that stuff, the festival thing. I was I did when I was younger, but I don't. I don't, uh, I don't think I want to. Yeah, I used to do a couple. I actually kind of miss it, for being honest. I need to probably hit some up uh, <laughs> next year. But I I guess I've gotten to the point where I want to just perform them. Like if I'm gonna go to a festival, I'd like to be on the stage of that festival, yeah. and then I'll go and mingle and, and run around and go chill, hang out, party, have a bunch of fun, watch the other acts. But if I feel like I'm gonna go to a festival and I can play it, I want to do that. Yeah. Except unless I'm going to like an EDM, uh, where oh. <laughs> it's just <laughs> not my not my taste or not my no. I do I do enjoy it. I just don't make it yet. But I definitely have plans for some. Electronic dance music. Oh yeah, and yeah. In some way, shape, or form. I don't know how I'll do it, but I enjoy it. I enjoy. All, I just. I feel like I enjoy all music. I think there's just a mood and time for it. You know, I was hunting all last week. Uh, you know, we were out in the woods, and they only downloaded a a country playlist for the RV station. So I was just stuck listening to all of these country songs on loop. But they're fire. The writing is so good. Like they actually be saying something, and a lot of it, and they allow spacing uh, in their vocals a lot of the time. They're like, "You don't know me, weird, weird, And I'm just like, "Damn!" They let it breathe, and then they bring it back in. But they're still telling like they they fit this in depthness in it, and they're great at key changes and chorus and bridge builds. They're phenomenal a good country song does that do you think that there's uh some some level of difference there as far as making a point when it comes to like vocalizing something in the style of a a country melody versus like a like in rap a lot of rap can just be very monotone but it's uh-huh. on a beat uh-huh. it's more used like they use their voice as a percussion instrument yeah, exactly almost. exactly what it kind of kind of is now you you do get some guys and you know i like to do it kind of too where their melodies do uh are there even their even their raps have melody to them because i can go with it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you do get some of the just i just do what i want i roll like this i do what i do what i talk so there's time and place for it because I might do that in the same song, yeah. Just different part. It's just to you're just writing a movie in, in my head. I just okay, you got your beginning. I got my opening scene. Opening scene has to draw you in. If I if I don't got you hooked by if I don't have your attention by the first ten seconds, you're not. There's a good route. You're not going to listen to the rest of that song. It's, it's just especially in this day and age where everyone's attention span is mine included. Yeah, has gotten faster, and I'm like, I don't like it. That's why when I went out to the woods, I was, dude, no cell phone, no Wi-Fi, <laughs> seven days, 10 hours a day out in the woods, and cold, rainy, still amazing. Like, yeah. I was like, I'd take this any day. It was awesome. So when it comes to like anything on that regard, I, yeah, I just think it's a there's a fine line between getting away with 
doing a lot and doing a little. Uh, but it's kind of a taste thing. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's because uh, we're gonna give we're gonna get a hold of Huck here shortly. Um, Is there why don't we put we? on one of his songs while we while we get or at least we'll mark it and we can yeah. put it in. And then once we get set up with Huck, we'll come back with Huck after listening to the song. And then once we get done with Huck, we'll play one of his tunes and then we'll probably yes, we, we can play whatever off off your EP tunes. I'm down. Want, yeah. So let's get that going. All right. Which one you want to play? Uh, the, the blood. Ooh, we'll start with that. Right. Shout out to Cut a Classic. Oh, sorry. oh yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you could do it on the top of the end of Cut a Classic, Castle Rose Studios. He's the producer that I worked with. Now, I'm, I produced the beats, but without him to take some composition and really bringing everything and those elements to life uh, and really getting me on my vocals, it was so nice to have somebody of his you know, uh, resume and just skill set to be like, hey, you're flat on that note. And I'm like, oh, thank you. That was Castle Rock Studios? Castle Row. Castle Row. Castle like king, row like boat, baby. <laughs> This is the blood. You pollute, I pollinate. Got a lot on my plate. Dominate this fucking matrix. Middle finger to my haters. I'm your pusher. Nice to meet you. Best billing down. Get you high right through your speakers. Got a lot on my face. Concentrate through the makeshift middle finger to the fake shit. I can squeal like your teacher. I can be your best friend. I can be your reaper. Yeah. Get you jumping like Jeeper. But this boy ain't no creeper. You take what on ground level. I dig a bit deeper. Can't tell me. How you doing today, man? Man, I'm good, bro. Just 
swinging, you know. Eh, hey man, we'll make it. We'll make it happen. We've 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 done the uh, remote and in house at the same time before, and we had I guess somewhat success with it. So when when this happened, I thought, hell, we can we can make it happen. We'll make something work, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, I appreciate y'all for just making it work, man. You know. Well, uh, Cage just kind of gave us a little bit of background. Uh, tell us a little bit about you and and how you guys hooked up and and uh, and what you got coming out here for the end of the year for these people or early next year, I should say. I'm sorry. No, yeah, man. Uh, it's kind of peculiar, bro. Like I did, I met Cage, and I didn't even know it was him at the time until maybe a year, a couple, maybe a year, year and a half later. Oh, that's right. That's right. Remember, I came over to your came to my house a year before I ever played guitar. Did it? That's right. Oh my gosh! Yes. I totally I met forgot some about dude that. Used to work for the same restaurant company. Yes. That I used to work for, and he happened to be Cage's roommate. Yep. And they knew that I was a part of the profits, and they was like, "Man, you would come up and listen to some of these jams or whatever." Yeah. So I go up there. I'm already. It's midday. I, you know, it's Christmas cheer. You know what I'm saying? So I got a little slizzer in me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're up there just listening to some jams, and then, you know. In comes this cat. He's all like loose. You know, he just kind of goes to his room and does his own thing. And, you know, it's like, yeah, that's, uh, I don't even remember like them mentioning his name or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> Dude, it was, you know, I can't, like, it was just so by me. But I just remember, you know, like, you know, his room was set up with his sax and a couple guitars and there was keyboards and, you know what I mean? And, but then after that, I didn't think anything of it. And then, we, shoot, bro, I don't even remember how we even actually like met. Met. I think it might have been through Hubley, uh, with okay. Art of Art of Rap. Okay. And I know I did a. I think I might have did a couple open mics up there. That might. Have and been then it. I remember. I think the first time we did was uh, your set, Norman Music Fest, wasn't it? Was that the? F- that was the first time we rocked. Right. Yeah. And then, because, yeah, we did his set, and then I had a set on a different stage, right, like, the next day after, and then Sativa Profits was right at, what time did we go on at Brew House that time? Probably midnight, That was like maybe? That was like a midnight show, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was like midnight or something. That shit was jumping. That, that was, was like 2019. Yep. <laughs> you know? That's crazy. But, like, I think Nora somewhere in between there was, like, a mutual friend of all of ours, too. You know what I mean? Like, I think so. And, yeah, I'm trying to think how I You know what I mean? <laughs> and we'd hung out a couple bars, and we it just kind of organically became this fucking whirlwind. You know what I mean? And Yeah, and the onstage chemistry so kind of came pretty naturally. There was no – it just happened, you know? Right. It was like, well, that felt tight. This was this – was, uh, just just seeking out someone to work with on your stuff or was this seeking out someone for to the sativa profits like as a group man i think it was just more along the lines of just being like like-minded people right and yeah. you know like how the universe just it draws and attracts people because they're following kind of like the same wavelengths yeah. you know what i mean and so initially it wasn't 
um, it wasn't like a, hey, we need somebody or, hey, I need somebody. Let's pick him or vice versa when it comes to right. you know, Cage's perce- perception. It was more like, hey, you're tight. Dude, you're real tight. And then it's like, you guys can do this. And we were just like, all right, let's kick it. And then it was like, hey, man, we got this. You want to do this? It was like, fuck it. You know? So- <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, that's, yeah, that's basically exactly how it happened. It was like, oh, fuck it. You know? That sounds fun. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we played some play. fun play shows, that's for sure. Well, And it- then after that, it was like, all right, we're on to something. What of um, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, you're good. I was just <laughs> saying, like, it wasn't too far after that, you know, that 2019 Normal Music Festival to where we ended up taking some stuff to like Kansas and really kind of trying to mold something and getting into the studio and really trying to put some stuff together, you know. And uh, it's just been a long time coming, even for like Cage's uh, Bottom of the Well release, you know, like. Yeah, that's, and, that was uh, some time. I've had those songs on right. my computer. You know what I mean? And so, <clears throat> um, and I think we're just now getting to a point where it's like, all right, we've spent enough time around each other to know, like, um, kind of what we want to do sonically. Yeah. Whether it's collaboratively or just individually, you know what I mean? And so I think that we're just now hitting that pivotal point of, making some of the dopest shit um solo as well as you know together you know so um when it yeah. comes to like what we've got coming out uh it's hard to tell we've had this one record a couple records actually for like two years that we <laughs> i know especially being, you know, like, me and this really guy me and him have records together that are one's got to come out next year. <laughs> we have, it's been like three years in the running to release this song. But that's a good sign because it's every time we play it, it still works. Like it doesn't, yeah. doesn't well, feel yeah. like a date to it. Sonically. Trends, trends change so fast. It's like, if yeah, it's just like, that's a yammer works. all the time. Yeah. So I, we definitely don't rush it when, it, when we release it, the timing will be good. But you know, like ski mask came out in October and I, that, was on my computer three years ago i had the beat in the song in 2019 and it just goes to show that like that's how music works you know lock me down was my first single that came out and i finished that song pretty dang quickly uh besides a couple transitions and then that one came out before ski mass you know what i mean so timing wise but even like uh, what huck was saying individually he's been killing it getting a full band setting lately and i think that's that's a ticket for me as a fan of his work. Uh, not only do I also get to take part of it occasionally when I play guitar. We did a run at Hubbly Bubbly, and I literally showed up to the house. They were rehearsing. Got a 30-minute <laughs> pre-rehearsal. Did a show in two hours. But it was so much fun. And there's already no, that chemistry between me and Huck, so I can kind of read his motion. We've played guitar and right. had this. Yeah. we've had this duo dance back and forth before. So we... Really know how to read each other, and but with a full band, it was awesome. And then, you know, he's got his wife Wheezy in there, and there, I think, I think y'all's current like y'all's look for the Neo Soul show y'all did, that was it. That was so tight. That was, it was, dude. Him, the wife, they're they're killing it in the swag. They got the band behind them. And I was like, that's a whole vibe yeah. all through. And, and then through. once people find out that we're husband wife, I think it's gonna be like, oh well, damn. Oh yeah, it's so tight. It's you know? super cool. Well, it adds to the it adds to it, you know. Right, right. I mean, there's all kind of artists through history that have been husband wife duos, you know. I mean, yeah, we're yep. saying 
chair the shit out of this. Well, tell us about this new release, uh, uh, Baldy Locks Bear Witness. Yeah, man. Uh, me and my bro, Thomas Who, uh, shout out to him. We're gonna, burr, burr, burr. We came together. He was just like, hey, um, we should do a record. And I was like, all right, bet. And then we did the record. And then we were going to do a video. Then the pandemic happened. Uh, and then, it, you know, a year and a half later, and he was like, hey, yo, what if we did an EP? And I was like, oh, we already have one record. And it just kind of came. You know, I sent him a couple beats. And it was like day of. I send this man a beat, and he was like, all right, I'm done. I'm like, ah, damn, Thomas, yes. I make him so, rap. Luckily, all right. <laughs> but he, that man is like that. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I'm really excited about this one, this first one. So it's our first four songs together, bro. I can't wait to hear what, like, the 10th, 12th song sounds like. So we're just going to do a series of EPs together. Um, you know, I've got the dreadlocks. He's bald. And so, like, <laughs> our characters are bears that just kind of resemble our characteristics. You know what I mean? We're going to do, like, a comic book. We're going to do story time. You know what I'm saying? We're going to try and not necessarily. It's not going to be aimed at kids, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like taking that <laughs> animated route yeah, yeah. With, with this, you know what I mean? Trying to make it a little bit different, fun, but like it's just nothing but straight slap, banging, bars, break your neck type shit. Yeah, well, like I mean, Adult Swim made a rap album or a rap that's, project. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like South Park, it's a cartoon, but it's it ain't right. for the kids. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right. One hundred percent. It's gonna it's it's gonna be fun. I'm super excited about uh, uh, that side because it keeps me in that that rap element, man. Like, because Thomas Who he's he's heavy with the bars, man, and it keeps you pin sharp. And then like true that you know true that you know what I'm saying and. Um, and then working on this other stuff, you know, like the the me and my study project, because I had a, a previous project called Me and My Garage. And I, was just, I, I just noticed that. I was like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> right. And the Love Scales came from. So I want to do something similar to that, especially since we're doing this full band thing. So me and my study is kind of like, you know, the second coming of, of Me and My Garage, where we tap into some of these melodic um, elements. But at the same time, still, it's still pretty rap heavy on this this me and my study but it's got like these groovy feels to it and there's a couple records that i i've only performed live they're not even recorded yet huck week um, tiny desk coming soon oh, okay. <laughs> we're speaking it out we're speaking it out <laughs> huck week tiny desk oh bring it give it to him that's that's gonna happen. I've already seen it. Yeah. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. They're gonna crush it. I get to play guitar. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish they did the, still did the the band. You remember when Nathan Pop? Uh, we would do those uh, series in the van. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know I mean, those shits was so dope. I wish they would bring that shit. That back, was well man. before it's my good, Oklahoma just for town. The culture, for the city, for any town. genre, you know. What's up? Yeah, the, the, when you when you get a band in a in a space that's about four square feet and say perform it, it uh, it can make people pretty uncomfortable. That, that does violate the <laughs> bubble a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> figure it out, bro. Uh, but yeah, so the body lock stuff this month. We're doing that this month. I'm waiting on some stuff from the artists. Um, I have one artist fall out and. Um, you know, he he was like, I'm too busy to do this. And I was like, what the fuck, bro? You know, I already paid you. I mean, he gave me my money back, but it's like, dude, like, you know, when it comes to a timing schedule, I've been waiting. 
Anyway, yeah, I hear got that. another artist, you know, on it, and so we kind of had to push it back, but that shit happens for a reason, and I don't want right. to put too much pressure on anything, you know what I mean? It's going to get out, and it's going to come out when it's supposed to, you know, and, and then following that, we're going to hit him with me and my study, and then I've got some other shit in the catalog ready for another project. I just don't have, like, a name for it, or if some of these records just need to be singles instead of trying to compile them. You know, the more content you can flush. Yeah, we are in a singles industry right now. Because, like, yeah, here's man, how I look at it is I tell any new artist that comes out, if you're not banking even over, like, honestly, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't speak too much. But a, a significant amount of monthly listeners, it is very unlikely that anybody is going to listen to your first ever 18-song album. Right, right. They're not going to get to track. So why would you, you... That's one month of content by pushing this whole album. When instead you could do one a, one song a month with a video, and that is mm-hmm. consistent content for 18 months. Yeah. And now you're just getting singles. You can throw off this. You can do that. And then you're also building that core fan base. And then you get those people that are like, okay, yeah, I'm over a, a couple million uh, monthly listeners and my uh, and uh, elsewhere places that I'm getting plays and recognition that they might listen to a full 12 song or this or that. I mean, even high profile right. artists that are releasing 24 song albums. I don't know how many people are really listening to all of that. Yeah. They hear the hit single off of it and they're like, cool. Uh, so yeah, with like you were saying with projects, it's definitely uh, a lot to me. I feel like a sing- singles is a little bit of a thing to do right now. Until you garner some, yeah. some attention. It's a numbers game, bro. You it know, is. Right now. Yep. Yep. At this level, and even even the platforms that you're going to put your stuff on, you know? Yep. You only make a thousand of a cent on you know Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's what, you know, like, with the Baldilocks thing, we're going to make it its own entity and then just tag Thomas Who and Huckweed in there so that way kind of there's three different ways to try and collect um you know, those views, whether it's somebody who doesn't even know who Thomas Who and Huckweed is and they just come across fucking body locks and then, you know no, what I mean? Bro. It kind of yeah. just plugs uh. into the other stuff. But um, I'm getting ready to have to hit the road. Hey, no problem. <laughs> um, game. I was going to, I was just going to say, uh, to uh, tell everybody to check out the, the new solo stuff is slated to come out uh, early 2023. Uh, me and my study and um, the Baldy Locks Bear Witness. Is that out right now? Not yet. It'll be out uh, a little bit later this month. Oh, okay. Cool. Merry Christmas. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> uh, and a shout out to your shop, Elemental Progress. Um, Is there? We, much, uh, much love, bro. Appreciate absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. We'll play a, play a couple of your tunes out here, and then we'll break it down with Cage. My man. Cage, have a good day, baby. Absolutely, man. You take care. Always. See y'all. Appreciate y'all. Take care, my man. Local earshot. Ow! Bow!
so deep up in the water Forgot how you was brought up Whatever that you needed
that cover before I released it but I'll probably just keep that one <laughs> funny how music so works you guys are good. Good. that was good man uh, the uh, the one before what was the one before the name of the title before that um, uh, that one is um, it's hot, High Tide High Tide that that's Huckwheat yeah yes, sir. then we had the cover of Ain't No Sunshine uh, by Cage. Cage and uh, I mean that's a Oh, fucking awesome! We love everybody. As far as I know, nobody dislikes that song. Uh, Bill Withers is it's a fantastic, it's a hard song. one to argue, mm-hmm. you know. But um, as far as going in and, and wanting to cover a song, especially one that's as famous as that, like where does your mind kind of go to that? You try to stay as close to it as you can, or you try to be like, well, I'll just make it so different that mm-hmm. you know. Uh, well, a lot of my so I've. For a long time, I did not like covers. I didn't do covers. I felt like it was a waste of time. As an artist, I'm like, why would I want to play somebody else's stuff? I'd rather just make my own. Uh, so I was very like, no covers. I just didn't give it any time. Or I'd start learning, and then in the process of learning the song, start making my own. Yeah. Uh, so I never really finished <laughs> covers. But I started picking up like brunch gigs and bar gigs where I was playing, just to make some extra money. So I had to learn covers, and I had to actually learn them, learn them, and that was just one of them that kind of came to mind. Uh, on a natural level, I can reach his Bill Withers kind of tone a little bit, like Bill Withers songs. I can, like karaoke-wise, like those would be some of my go-to songs, because yeah. I kind of make it work pretty easily. I don't have to stress my vocals too hard at all to hit notes or anything. Now, that song was... You think like, oh, that's an easy song to learn. It's two minutes, twenty-two seconds. Uh but then you get to the I know part, and he says it, I believe, in the actual recording, if I'm not mistaken, it was like uh like twenty-seven times mm. in the actual recording. He actually said it like seventy-two times, oh. apparently, in the in the in the original. <laughs> he actually had it like that. It was a it was a uh filler. 
He just needed filler in the record. They weren't done with the record. But then I guess one of the producers were like, no, like that part, like let that run like that. And then they just chopped it and not. And so learning that, I think I do it for maybe eight bars because I was like, dude, I That's get enough. lost. <laughs> yeah, I get lost. It's the, it's the easiest one to get lost in. And then I'm like, and you, in your breath too. The one I always knew when I used to do the fool, every time I knew I was about to run out of breath, I knew I'd said it. I knew I said it enough. Because I was like, I can't get this last fucking I know out. So I know this is the last one. And then I'd be done. I was like, that's just too much. Well, so, and, and just that, some of those singers, one of the difficult things, and I'm not a singer, I'm not a great singer, but one of the difficult things for me is, isn't always the fast songs. A lot of times uh-huh. it's those slower ones that are yeah. that are way on the backbeat. So yes. if you miss, it's you're immediately you're off and it's slow. I do think it's harder to play slower. And you don't want to anticipate, but if you know what I mean, it's, it, it's it, either, yeah, I 100% agree, man. Any of those slow tempo songs, it does seem harder. I think it's because maybe naturally now as human beings, we're all wired so fast yeah. that we want to be a little bit more like you want to <laughs> like, get to the beat. And, and, but in a way it's great because it forces you to slow down. But I definitely agree. Like, yeah, it hit me with 120 BPM all day. <laughs> like, we're good. We're good right here. Well, um, we'll uh, let's play one more on the way out. But uh, let's uh, let's hit on everything. Like, where does this go for 2023? Um, what can we uh, what can we tell people to plan on coming from Huckweed Cage and the Sativa Profits? Uh, well, I know uh, with Huckweed, you know, he's got those projects coming out. Uh, I'm sure I'll probably be a little bit a part of that, even even if it's on the creative side. I've actually been needing to get him up to the studio with me just to vibe, create some stuff. On my end, uh, I'm just going to keep working, get some more music videos. I'm already got probably three, four records that I want to really get out pretty pretty quickly. Uh, a couple of them are produced by Kind of Classic. So big shout out to him because his beats and just that dude's creative mind in general as an audio engineer, mixer producer just top notch you know and super fortunate to work with him so yeah really gonna lock in with him get this get these tones out build better live shows you know i threw a past event for the bottom of the well ep release uh at castle rose studios and we decorated we put like i put spider webs and roses all in the spider web it was awesome like it it came out so good uh, that even even people that came in, they're like, "Whoa, this is like a vibe." It was really really cool. So now, the next fun challenge is how do I top that? How do I make it bigger? How do I go? How do I go bigger and better? So yeah, it's just gonna be locking in on content, new records. I don't have any necessarily EPs planned out right now. Probably I might just dash out some singles to be honest. Seems and, to be the the way things are kind of going with most. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, then you make, you know, your Instagram content yeah. and your social media yeah. content from the behind the scenes. So I'll probably do that. I do have some acoustic covers that I actually recorded last year uh, that I'm kind of going over that we recorded at Castle Row. We filmed the whole thing. So I might sprinkle out some more covers. Uh, I got like a Peaches cover, uh, some old like Hotline Bling covers, just some just some fun stuff. I got some fire acoustic songs that I should probably get out pretty soon too. So yeah, just more creation, more uh, more moving and grooving on on that end. Uh, and then I know with the guys, you know, Mars just released his album recently that I helped co-produce on that, this Pink Palace. Uh, 
Uh, I know he's still rocking with that. Rod just released Grandma's Boy, uh, and he's killing it with the Home Alone cooking. He's a man's a, a beast of a chef, so he's. I know he's going to be really focusing on that. As far as SP goes, I'm not too sure, man. I think everyone's kind of really in their own focus. Like it's still together, obviously, but a lot of it's just kind of, you know, separate bag. Yeah. Because I'm going to drop a bomb, and I, don't, I know he don't care, but I actually. Stepped away from the profits back in January of this year. It was no, I, I, those are my homeboys, obviously. It was just as me as an artist, creatively, and time. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. that was really the biggest thing is like because okay, so I've had past where I've given my time to groups, and it just didn't work out. I'm not saying it wouldn't with them. But I am a very independent person anyways, so I like to be able to hold myself accountable. If things don't work out, I know I can go to me. Um, well, and, and if you're if you know if you got your plate so full where you're conflicting, and then it's just rubbing, it, it eventually starts to rub people the wrong way. Why can't he? You know, right? It starts to get that. And way, even so. and, he, and I think it's just an artist thing. Is like, man, when you have an urge to want to create something, yeah. and you can't naturally give everything the, the allotted energy you'd like to. You kind of do have to make a, a decision. Uh, now, obviously, I've still play shows with the guys. We still get booked, and of course, we're entertainers. We're homies. We love getting on stage together. We know that when we get on that stage, it's a show. Yeah, and everybody knows. It. Everyone knows. Like, you're not topping the Sativa Profits live shows. I, uh, I we would, just uh... did the. I mean, Norman Music Fest. The way we closed that out was, you look at the beginning crowd we had. Which was still a good sized crowd, but to the end, it was the entire parking lot. It was <laughs> massive, and those dudes, well before I even joined, had been killing it. I mean, they they had a show stop their first. They weren't even on an official NMF stage, and they got the cops called on for inciting a riot. Jesus Christ! The crowd was massive, and they're nice. on the corner with like these little Bluetooth speak, like nothing fancy, just passion and going. And so, I mean, yeah, the Sativa Profits, well before I ever joined, were already doing what they do now. I just, like Huck said, you know, it kind of just, it was never anything yeah. like agreement. It was never like a, we're a band, like, or you're the this now. It was just kind of like, no, we're all cool. We we really appreciate our onstage chemistry. I think that's the biggest biggest part. That's rare. That's rare to find a group of people that can get on stage and just mesh. Everybody knows what everybody's about to do next. I think we've only hit each other maybe twice on all the shows we've ever had where it might be like a hand. <laughs> That's only on the small stages. But that chemistry is rare. So as artists, I think we all recognized that and wanted to continue to. But like you know, I said, Huck has got – that's a lot to manage, not only what he's already managing life-wise, and then you try to manage another band solo act while you're – solo act is a band there's a lot and so you know for me i was like hey creatively i gotta folk i gotta get this out of my head if i don't get this stuff out of my head i'm gonna go insane yeah i gotta get this music out and i think everybody was like yeah that's that's cool like we still did pajama jam they're already playing another pajama jam so mars is already on that so sativa profits isn't going anywhere as far as that end goes and we do got some music that is (laughs) super fun and super fire so i'm sure we'll get that out um, but right now I think going into 2023, everyone's really focused on that solo bag and I, I like it because we just really get to support each other and build each other up on each, all each of each other's crafts. Yeah. You know, Mars's project is phenomenal. Like the way he wrote that and 
the way he wrote it so conceptualized well. Like, not too many people are, A, doing concept albums, and A, doing concept albums that smoothly. And it all makes sense. It's a great start to finish. You got DJ Three Way in there. That's Rod. It's hilarious. Uh, so, yeah, everyone's just doing kind of their own creative thing right now. But it's still supportive network. So yeah. it's definitely more of a collective, I would say, at this point. Uh, but, you know, we'll always still want to do live shows and big shows and play it go crazy and, I'm, and we share the stage with each other on solo shows so you know i had huck and mars with me on norman music fest huck had me and mars for his yeah so it's still that energy well, that's good you know to have I mean? that that just that level of connectedness anyways I mean, yes <clears throat> yes yeah. it's very very fun and those guys are extremely awesome played a huge part in just my career moving forward and uh we you know we just always kind of support each other any way we can and i'm excited for the future i think it's really going to be good man Awesome, man. I'm glad to hear it, and I'm glad you are able to come in today. Man, I'm, I man thank you for having me. This was a ton of fun. This was really, really fun. Well, we'll close the show out on this uh, this song, this last song. And uh, Jonathan, uh, tell people how to help us out if they feel so inclined to maybe donate to the show. All right. The uh, Local Earshot Podcast, we are a value-for-value value podcast. What that means is that you take uh, – if you got value from the episode and you just take that and put it in a nice little number and send it right back to us in the form of treasure – uh, and so you can do that by going over to the localearshot.com. There's a tab that says donate. We take Cash App, we take Venmo, uh, we take crypto, we take pretty much everything that you know is money. Uh, and then if you are an artist, uh, the other T is talent. And so if if you want to come on the show and you want to interview about music and just just do what we love to talk about, uh, then you can hit me up at John at the localearshot.com or Brad on our Instagram page. That's the local earshot. Uh, and then just for time, you know, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, we are almost at two years in February. So, I mean, it's it's been a long ride and it's been a lot of fun. So uh, thank you for listening to the show. Love y'all. See y'all. And I'm going to plug real quick because I forgot to. You can find me on Instagram and all social media at Cage the Beast, C-A-J the Beast. Follow Sativa Profits at Sativa Profits on social media. And be sure to check out my boy Huckwheat at Huckwheat on Instagram. You can find all those links to there. Once again, follow us, tap in. We got plenty of great content coming for you. It's going to be a good time. All right. We'll add all those links inside the show notes. So Awesome. Hell yeah. We love y'all. We'll see y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you.
groceries uh-huh. I done left some people that was close to me First as fuck you, then I'm sorry, what's this supposed to mean? Man, the egg overcooked, where's the ovaries? Yeah. Hot damn, tell them hallelujah Boy, that water, show them how to do it I might not be the one, but I'm getting to it I'm long gone, you log on, pop onions on your feet 